Welcome to the Living in Fierce Alignment podcast. My name is Kayla and I'm a personal trainer, entrepreneur, and mindset coach. In this podcast, I'm going to share with you all the goods through interviews with powerful women, sharing my experience coaching and training clients, and my personal insights to get you living fiercely in your life. So let's get to it. Welcome to episode number 11 on the Living in Fierce Alignment podcast. So today I'm really excited because I'm recording an episode with a dear friend of mine named Tawny. So her and I met downtown Toronto at Good Life Fitness. We were both personal trainers together and I'm bringing her on today's podcast because I really want to discuss the importance of mental health and there's a lot of parallels that we have as friends and how we really care about helping people and I think that we have a very valuable story that can really teach a lesson to people about the importance of reaching out and really learning about mental health and how you can make a difference for people because it's the smallest interactions that can make the biggest impact. So I'm going to turn the mic over here to Tawny and I'm going to ask you to introduce yourself, tell us about yourself, what you're up to. Hey guys, uh, I'm Tawny. I am a personal trainer and online coach, uh, originally from Mississauga, but I moved to Toronto, honestly, three times, something always drew me back here. Uh, my main focus with my coaching is to help empower women to transform their mindsets and their bodies. That's so awesome. And I want to ask you, what got you, what got you into that? Honestly, it was with my own personal struggle with my mind and my body. I struggled with depression since the age of 10, was left undiagnosed until the age of 14. Um, well, actually, at the age of 14, I was only diagnosed with anxiety. So for a few years, I was left undiagnosed. Um, and I struggled at the same time with body dysmorphia, eating disorders, and specifically binge eating and just starvation, which was not healthy at all. That's crazy. And you know what's funny is one thing that I've noticed with being on social media and being on Instagram, and I even have like a really good friend of mine who's overcome like binge eating and, and that kind of thing. It's it's crazy to see. I think a lot more people are more open about it and they're sharing more, which is so important, right? And it's it's obviously it was really hard for you to grow up with that, but I think now you, you're such a powerhouse to be able to share your story and be able to give the opportunity to people to transform that, right? Because it's something that is obviously not you know, dare I say, it can be shameful and it's like, how do you deal with it, right? And then when you have people as yourself who are like advocates for changing that and like, yes, you can love your body. Yes, you can be healthy. Like, I just think it's so important. So that's why I'm really excited that we're recording this episode today because I really hope that, you know, even if there's one person, 100 people, 1,000 people, whoever listens to this, that they really get how important it is to talk about these things and to share your story because that's what makes a difference for people. Definitely, and it's just helped me connect to more people, especially, again, with like the whole eating disorder, like it's not something that I fully put out there personally. Like I know how your one friend who does that actually started following her, um, but it was hard for me to actually talk about that because it was already like, okay, great, you're the girl that has anxiety, depression, you're suicidal. And now you also have an eating disorder. And it just seemed, and then a lot of the times when you talk to people about it, it's either that they didn't believe you or whatever. So it's like you have to, like you'd have to validate your own story that you didn't even want to share in the first place. Um, but then 
the more I got past that, just it became easier. It doesn't, well, it doesn't really come that easier to share. It gets a little bit, but uh, it's just been a long journey, and sharing has definitely just helped me meet new people and help more people, actually, just by talking about it. Yeah, that's awesome. So one thing that I'm obviously hearing in our conversation is that you went through a lot in your childhood and your teenage years, and obviously now, since I've known you, like you've come out of your shell, right? So I want to ask you, what has your, dare I say, like healing process been like? And what were the turning points for you that had you step out of that world and that reality that you were living in and choose to have like a healthier mental state and, and start to transform your, your mindset? It definitely <laughs> has not been an easy process. It definitely has not been linear. Uh, there have been lots of like bumps in the road on the path to really healing myself and I think that began when I was diagnosed at the age of 20 or 21 um, that I had borderline personality disorder and it kind of like it's a big whack in the face when you finally get di like fully diagnosed and you get to read like something that kind of tells you a little bit of who you are uh, so to say and uh, I realized how it was affecting my relationships, especially the current relationship that I was in. And it just got me to a point where I was like, I don't wanna have to deal with this anymore and I don't even understand this. So like, how do I get help? Like, how do I get this to shift? And that was maybe the first breakthrough was around age 22, 23 when I started going to therapy. Um, but then, you know, life happened. I had a breakup. I moved out of the city. I started a new job. Like all this, all this change that happened and I found myself again kind of back where I was and it took me asking for help and being very vocal with people and again like just as we keep talking about this the more things just keep coming up for me like after that whole breakup that move the change getting to know new people moving to a different area I found myself in an old pattern and in a abusive relationship and it took a long time to get out of it, even though people were telling me what was going on, like how how he was acting, how I had changed, and I didn't want to see it. And it took actually a client of mine pulling me aside one day during our session and telling me that I had to leave him. Like, otherwise she was scared of what was going to happen to me. And that honestly was another turning point because I had reached out to this girl who was 17 she ended up reaching out and becoming more open with me and she changed my life let alone me changing her life so that led me on to being more more pro i guess pro woman pro woman empowerment like not wanting to see other women in relationships like that because i actually got to see firsthand what it's like to live with your abuser so that might have been my third second little discovery of how to transform myself. I got myself out of that situation. Again, I ended up moving. I ended up changing jobs, still in my like in my personal training field. But I finally just really just had enough. I was at this point where I was like, I need to do some sort of program, some personal development, something. And then honestly, I met you, dude. <laughs> so going into another good life from a good life where that was where I found my abusive relationship. So in my mind, I'm like, oh God, this is gonna be terrible. I don't wanna to talk to anybody, I don't wanna deal with anything. 
being a not new trainer but going into a new gym location and then having to start from scratch and it was just very stressful i didn't want to like blab all that to my manager because like also it's none of his business really and just one day i remember just being so frustrated about like the goals that i had to hit for that month or whatever it was and I remember just, I guess I just looked distraught and I think I asked you like, how did you get yourself like out of these meetings? How did you get yourself like with your full roster? And I just broke down to you and I told you I was just really tired and I was anxious and I was tired of being so anxious to talk to people on the floor. Like I love talking to people, but why is there this block that didn't allow me to go out and like actually go get new clients? And then that's when we ended up speaking and I had another pathway to enlightenment, to personal development, to just really working on myself. Yeah, that's amazing. And yeah, the the personal development that we're talking about, I've mentioned this in another podcast because this has really helped me on my personal development journey is we've both done the Landmark Forum through Landmark Worldwide and they offer like a variety of different personal development courses which they're fabulous, like I've gotten so much from them, right? But the point of this conversation, and we kind of jazzed through this before we started recording, was, you know, Tani was sharing with me how that moment, that conversation was a major pivoting point for her. And for me, I just saw her at work and, you know, she seemed upset. And I just, being the empath that I am, I like pulled her into a room and we started chatting and I was just there for her. And I think that this is so fucking important for people that you know you see somebody that's distraught and we hesitate and we think oh no like I don't want to get up in their business or oh no like that's their problem but like this was and I didn't know this until today was like a really critical moment for Tawny where you know it just completely changed her life because I took a minute and I chatted with her and I'm saying this not to like you know pump my tires right now I'm saying it because this is important that, you know, we reach out to the people in our lives, right? Because now, obviously, in the last few years since we've known each other, like, she's totally just been thriving with her business and, like, you, you know, you're continuing with your personal training and this was a way for you to step out of, like, all the mental health stuff and, like, the body dysmorphia and everything that you've been dealing with, right? So I think that, you know, be li- listening to this episode, that is like one of the most important messages that we're trying to drive home is that with mental health, it just takes somebody to care for a minute to reach out and like say something, you know, ask a question like, are you okay? So I just want to back up a little bit and I want to talk about labels because obviously this is a really big thing in society. And I know that obviously when you were growing up, there was the experience of dealing with your anxiety and depression. And then obviously you got diagnosed, right? which then quote unquote puts a label like, oh, you have depression, oh, you have, you know, eating disorders, oh, you have this. So how did, how did you, how do you continue to deal with like being labeled or having a diagnosis? Like what freedoms or what tie-ups has this brought you? So again, started at the age of 14. I did not know what the hell anxiety was, but it was almost like a little bit of a relief. It was like, oh my God, there's a name for this thing. Like I'm not crazy, cool. Um, and then when it came to being uh, diagnosed with like depression, I was actually first misdiagnosed and was told that I had bipolar. Um, just because when you do have bipolar, you do have manic, um, you have manic moments with the manic highs, and then you have the lows. Um, but then once I, I just I know that knew that diagnosis wasn't right to me. It didn't seem right. Um, and then I got re-diagnosed, and finally. 
they told me I had borderline. And at first it was like, oh my God, okay, there's a name for what I've been dealing with, like, cool. But the more that I started learning about what that meant for me, the more I got a little bit triggered, I'm not gonna lie. Um, one of my favorite movies was um, Girl Interrupted <laughs> for a really long time. And in that movie, Winona Ryder is actually diagnosed with what I have. Um, so that's like the extreme version of borderline though. So in my mind, I was like, oh my God, people are gonna think I'm crazy. They're probably gonna wanna lock me up. Um, like, because border, people with borderline are usually very manipulative is one of the, like, the main things that they talk about. And then for me, I was like, oh my god, am I manipulative? Like, it just kept, like, so I had all these thoughts going through my mind. And I noticed I got angry because I did not want to be labeled as this thing because I was like, this, I'm not all of this. This is not all me. I'm like, maybe I have bits and pieces of it. And um, I also dealt with people using that against me. So that's where a big thing with stigma came up for me um, because people that I was close with, like uh, a relationship that I was in, um, he ended up throwing that at me when we get into fights. Um, and same thing happened with the, the abusive relationship. It got thrown at me when we had a, like an argument or whatever. So it had me having to be a certain way that I couldn't tell people about my diagnosis. So obviously there's been a transformation where you've shifted from hiding it and really being like bogged down by the labels to the point now where you're willing to record this podcast episode with me. So what what's happened that has now given you the freedom to be self-expressed about this. Um, I'm honestly owning it. I don't know if you've seen my Instagram. My tag is the borderline fit vixen. I'm literally taking it back because the more that I've talked about being borderline after just like not being afraid of really discussing it, I had so many people reach out to me telling me that they were diagnosed with borderline uh, as, as well and they just never talked about it and it was the same thing like I found people to relate to because they also were dealing with the same thing as obviously getting the diagnosis not wanting people to fully read everything about it on Wikipedia or wherever they go on the internet and find, find out about it because there are a lot of there's a lot of criteria with this disorder that not everybody is 100% of every aspect of it but of course when you like I'm not trying to be mean to anyone who's neurotypical but like I always just found that people will take a diagnosis word for word and then they will just label you as that so for me I feel like I'm taking it back because I'm a functioning like a functioning person with depression. I'm a functioning person with borderline personality disorder. I'm working on being able to have better relationships with people and with myself because that I feel like is the biggest issue. Um, and something that I'm learning to, to work, like I'm really, really learning to work on it is to love myself first and really have this relationship with myself so that I'm, I'm able to expand that and have better friendships, have better relationships because it's always been a thing for me that I've had really close friendships with people and then we just drift apart and for me i always made that seem like it was something that was wrong with me and i honestly just feel that that's just the way our society is honestly right now and if you really want a friendship you got to work on it and that was something that was never taught to me yeah and that's i don't know i just think that's so amazing because again obviously we we're talking about earlier the importance of 
reaching out when you see somebody who is maybe not doing well or they look upset or something like the importance of that but also just the importance of really just like owning your shit and not letting Mm -hmm. it own you right yeah and it's funny because obviously you're dealing with uh, mental health issues right but something that I never talk about is that I have hearing aids so I'm, I'm hearing impaired. Like I've had hearing aids since I was five years old and I was so lucky because the way that I was raised was that, you know, there's like nothing wrong with me, like quote unquote wrong with me, even though I do have a disability. Like if I don't wear them, I don't hear very well. And really I just turned it into a joke. Like I'd be like, I can't hear you, like speak loud or whatever, right? But I remember when I was 16, I never thought anything of it, but I, you know, I've shared about this in other podcasts. I played rugby, which is hilarious because the entire sport is backwards. And like when people are behind me, that is so hard for me to hear. So here I am playing a physical contact sport without my hearing aids in always for 15 years and I can't see them or hear them properly, right? And I remember I went to the doctor because I had to get um, a note to clear me to play rugby because it, I was playing regionals at the time and whatever and I remember the doctor said I can't clear you because technically having hearing aids like you're like it's a handicap like for liability reasons and I was like what I'm like what are you talking about like I'd never up to that point been stopped for having you know a physical disability and I was like no this is crap right so obviously you know I worked through that and I continued playing rugby because I had my audiologist he had to write a letter wow. basically saying that I wasn't handicapped right and not that there's nothing wrong with being handicapped. That's not what I'm saying. It's just that in that moment, I could have let a label stop me from doing what I love, which is playing rugby, and it could have stopped me from being self-expressed, and I could have just totally gone into my shell and been like, oh, no, I shouldn't be doing this. Mm-hmm. Like, people with hearing disabilities shouldn't be playing full-contact sports. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like it's so important to not let the labels stop you from doing what you love or being self-expressed because... It's just so important to be advocates for other people and to show that, you know, you are not your label and you're not who you think you are unless you think you're badass, then obviously that is like the best thing you should be thinking, right? That with having like a visible disability. Well, like it's not even fully visible, right? Because I'm like, I, even I never really noticed that. I remember when we were talking one day and I felt so weird to ask you uh, about it, right? But like, but someone having like a visible disability I find that people take that more seriously than someone without with a uh, invisible disability, like someone with depression, and that's been something that's weighed heavy on me for so long. Because especially with my career in good life, uh, and being in this um, environment of like health and wellness and all of this, and just not being taken seriously when I was having my really bad bouts of depression or my really bad bouts of um, anxiety and just being told, oh yeah, just shake it off, it's fine, you're good, no, 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 like I deal with that too. And just being like, no, I get that there are forms of anxiety, there are forms of sadness, depression, whatever, but like my depression, so this is another thing with being borderline as well and why it's different from being bipolar is my states of of sadness, of depression, or mania, my depression will last for months on end, as opposed to maybe like a week of depression and then going back to a high of a happiness. Whereas mine is maybe a month depressed, and then one week I'll have this happy high that happens to me, this week is great, but then in the back of my mind there's this, how long is this gonna last? Constantly, how long is this gonna last? That's one thing with 
having you know mental or physical illnesses that are invisible is obviously other people can't see or experience what you're going through right and i recorded uh a second my second podcast episode when i interviewed my friend liz and she talked about having thoracic outlet syndrome and just how she deals with chronic pain every single day but you know we don't know unless we ask right and i think the most important thing for every single human being on the planet is just to be open-minded and you see those quotes like everyone's fighting their own battle it's true Mm -hmm. it's honestly true right and it's like my friend liz was sharing the story with me well i I think she shared it on instagram but just how for her with the thoracic outlet syndrome that she deals with basically like nerves and arteries are being cut off near the collarbone area so she experiences like numbness and chronic pain down her arms and her shoulders so she's had her first surgery and before that she was sharing the story how she was on the bus and she was sitting in one of the blue seats which is obviously reserved for people who have like physical disabilities and and that kind of thing and she was sitting there and this woman came on the bus and basically gave her attitude and was like why are you sitting here like you should let me sit there or whatever and I'm obviously not like paraphrasing this but the point is that person, the woman, didn't know that she was dealing with chronic pain because she couldn't see it, right? And, you know, she couldn't hold on to the pole because it was it was too painful. But the thing is, we don't know that for two things. Obviously, we can't see it. But also, I think it's important that if people have, like, an invisible illness, mentally or physically, it is important to share and educate. But it also requires people to be open-minded, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, for you, and I have another friend who deals with bipolar disorder, I didn't know and I couldn't understand or be compassionate until I was being educated about it, but I couldn't be educated about it until I was open-minded about it and ready to receive that information. And I think that this is something that is really lacking in society is that we, like you said, you have these labels and then all of a sudden we go to Google and we start looking on Wikipedia and then we try to understand, but even though that there's this criteria for what borderline disorder is or what depression is and all of that, it will be different for each person because each person person has their own life experiences. They have their own ups and downs, their own personality. Like it's not just, it's not textbook is basically what I'm saying, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that's why definitely getting diagnosed. For me, it was really me understanding myself because I could have let that play out a totally different way. I could have just been like, great, I'm just gonna never have good relationships with anybody. I'm probably just gonna manipulate them. I'm probably just gonna be miserable forever. But for me, that was not where my life was supposed to be going. I had honestly had so many brushes with death that I had, I just know that I'm supposed to be doing something more. And if that means me sharing like all of the terrible, maybe cringe-worthy, shocking things that I've dealt with, then so be it. Because if that means that I help one person, that's all I can really ask for. And I've already made, I already know that I've made a huge impact on people because with my business now, I'm actually networking a lot more with my followers. And I have people who've been following me for like years and I didn't even realize. And just from me messaging them, reaching out because I like want to help people get healthier, They've just been like, you know what, I really appreciate your page. I love that you're open about mental health and that like you're not really like forcing anything down our throats in terms of fitness. I've had someone say like, who isn't very active and deals with depression and BPD on like the different spectrum than I do. So like her lows are really, really low and it's hard for me to even be able to try and help her to get out of that. But for me posting about my yoga and how like sometimes I'm so tired but I know my body needs to move and I'll just do 10 minutes 
And even just writing about that was like a huge impact for like three people messaged me and said thank you because just hearing that I don't have to do an hour or 30 minutes or whatever just makes me feel so much better. That's so good. I think it's, it's so important to continue putting ourselves out there, right? And just showing the highs and the low because that's the thing with social media is that it is a highlight reel. Mm-hmm. And you know what's funny too though is I... I remember I shared one time on social media, this was just a one-time shot, I was saying how my Instagram page is obviously about mindset, and it's, I'm always posting something every day that's to be thought-provoking, and I, I do my best to be authentic, and I never, I notice I never post negative stuff on my Instagram, right, and it's not because I don't want to, I don't want to be vulnerable, or I, I don't want to look bad, or I don't want to, like, throw myself a pity party and get people to, like, console me it's because I just want to be a beacon of light for people where if they need that positivity or they need to just shift their mindset that they can come and read my content or listen to my podcast and get that right but it still is important to share those highs and lows because you're right it's you know these people that reached out to you it's like they needed to hear that right and it's I think the bottom of it is really it's so critical to be authentic and it's not as scary as we think it is. I think it's scarier in our minds to it live there is. than to just like come out into the world and just be real and raw and like get all the shit out, right? Yeah, because trust me, I still like sweat in the middle of writing a, a post to talk about my depression or what I'm dealing with that day. And again, like as you were saying, like I don't want a pity party either, but like the reason I'm sharing it is so that other people can see that like, hey, you're not alone, that like, yeah, if you're dealing with depression and you might be thinking this right now, like I'm thinking this too, or I've been dealing with this too. And at the same time, like I just, like I do it just so I can be more authentic for me. Whether, honestly, whether I have those 2000 followers or not, um, Instagram has actually been a really good outlet for me to just really be myself i've honestly become way more fucking authentic like i love who i've become because of what i've been doing with my instagram yeah and that's really cool i love that a lot of people instagram is a tool Mm -hmm. and before i started doing the mindset coaching stuff online i was you know following fitness people and i was following pretty person this and whatever person that and there's nothing wrong but the thing is it was bringing out negative emotions in me so I unfollowed them and I started following coaches and life coaches and mindset coaches and manifestation and women and men who inspired me and and then it became a tool right so that's the thing where I think a lot of people riff on oh social media is like such a bad thing but it's really it can it depends how you use it right and so actually I'm going to like lead into this question so with the diagnosis and everything that you've had like how has what you've gone through in your life like what are the best lessons or what do you think the best things have been brought out in you because of the experiences you've had (sighs) the best things that have been brought out in me I guess my just my connection to people. I've been one of those people who's like, I fucking hate people. Like, people <laughs> suck. But um, from me being diagnosed, me doing personal development, me just wanting to share. And I think the reason that I want to share is because no one's doing it. And I don't see very many black women sharing mental health. And I know that that stems from, like, our heritage and all of that like because I remember the one thing that I was told what the first time that they like my family found out that I had mental health and stuff like that was um black people don't cut or don't deal with this and like my doctors have actually talked about this too because her her family is um Indian right 
So it's a cultural thing, and I don't see very many women that look like me talking about this stuff. And that's where that big light bulb came on for me is I have to. Yeah. Because no one else is doing it. And that's why I've been able to reach so many people of different backgrounds, different ages. Like, honestly, the messages that I get sometimes on my Instagram make me cry because I'll have women that are, like, in their 50s. I'll have girls in their, like, that are under 17 or, like, in be- anywhere in between send me a message or comment on my post like thank you for posting this because this is exactly what i was thinking about but i didn't know how to put it into words or this is exactly what i was dealing with and i was able to show my partner this and have them understand what i'm dealing with or just thank you for sharing this because it just makes me feel like i'm not alone and that's what honestly being diagnosed and choosing to get better choosing to not And, like, that's the biggest thing. I chose to not let my label define me. Um, I chose the the fact that I can get myself out of that and not let the doctor say that you're going to have depression forever mean that I don't have a life and that I don't have a future because I've, in the past, I have tried to end that future. One thing that I saw on Instagram recently, I don't remember the quote exactly, but I know I'll get the point across, is it was just, the quote was talking about, you know, somebody do this, somebody do that, like someone else is going to do it, but you are somebody, right? So really, with your story is that you chose to be that somebody to show up for other people and to be like an advocate for mental health and recovery and health and fitness and mindset and also just like being... A black woman that shares all of this because it's important right and it's it's important to break down the cultural barriers and the expectations that we have and just to tap back into cultural barriers cultural barriers have been created by humans right and i'm not there i'm being very neutral about this there's nothing wrong it's just something that as a society as a world a planet we've created this what we think expectations who should be doing what what you shouldn't be doing, how things should be going, just because that's how the human brain works is we need to understand things, like our ego needs to understand things, so then it puts these labels. And then what happens is that collectively as humans, we agree, oh yes, you're right, you know, you shouldn't be doing this, you should be doing that, right? So the thing is, the only way to end these cultural barriers is to have awareness that we created them in the beginning, and also to know that there's a choice. Right now, it might be you against the world at the beginning, but the reality is there's always there's always a choice. Right. And what I wanted to say earlier was that you obviously didn't walk out of the womb like, yes, I want I'm going to choose to have depression, anxiety and borderline like I choose this. You didn't fucking choose that, but you didn't choose those circumstances, but you get to choose your mindset about the circumstances and you do get to choose how you will perceive what it's like to live with mental health issues like this, right? Mm -hmm. And I think people really need to get that, that as human beings who don't give ourselves enough credit, that we really do have more control over our life than we think we do. That's a big scary thing to really wrap your head around. But it's true, right? And then it just takes just baby steps, like growing the confidence that you can take control of your life and you can take control of your mental health and you don't have to agree with the cultural barriers that are in the world right now, right? It's just like this, um, it's this video I watched on YouTube, it's called The Strangest Secret. 
Um, I can't remember who it's by, Earl something, but just go look it up on YouTube. Um, and he talks about this farmer on this really, really big tractor and he sees the guy and he's so tiny and he thinks, what if this man just decides to like not even hold on to the wheel and just let the tractor go and do whatever the hell it wants? And that's kind of like how we are with our minds. So like if we were actually to take control of that tractor and be in control of the seeds that we are planting in our brains, then we can then change the way we perceive things. But if we're just gonna let our, like we're just gonna let it just be and not focus on what it is that we want to choose and just go back to our old ways of being, that's all you're gonna get. You're never gonna see any change. So if I just decided that like, you know what? My doctor said that I'm always gonna have depression, so I'm just gonna be depressed all my life. Like, that's fine, let me just be sad. And when good things happen, you know, like nothing's gonna come from this or it's not gonna last. And I just chose to say fuck that. Like, <laughs> honestly, and it, it, it's so funny to like, as when you were talking uh, before, it just reminded me of, like high school me before kind of everything really I guess sunk in all the mental health stuff really like took its toll um my one line was that I'm gonna disturb the fucking universe like I'm gonna make a mess I'm gonna do what the fuck I want and I'm not gonna do what society tells me to do and I lost that person but it was maybe a year and a half ago maybe two years I think it was actually when I did the forum the first time that I remembered that girl and I feel like she is back now. Like, I feel like I am that person again where I'm like, fuck society's rules. Like, I know there's obviously laws we have to abide. I'm not going to go rob a grocery store. Yeah. <laughs> like, that. like, there are laws. There are specific rules. But, like, who says that as a black woman, I can't talk about my mental health and help people? Who says that as a woman that I can't, be in a freaking bikini on Instagram because I'm admiring my body, especially as someone who's come from hating themselves to now admiring myself. Like I don't post it on there to try and get people in my DMs. I do it because I have made this choice to change the way I see myself. And I love that. It's so powerful. And I really hope that the people listening are obviously they're going to be inspired, but I just mean everyone I really believe that we have our life and we have our purpose to be fully self-expressed. And if there's things that you're not doing, it's really because you're just holding yourself back. You're allowing those barriers and the stigmas and society expectations to define what you do or you don't do. And then what kind of life is that? Though? Yeah. I felt like a robot, honestly. Because I was doing what I thought I had to do. Like, even when it came to school, I was going to school, doing the grind. I fucking hated it. And once I decided to be like, you know what? Like, sorry, mom. Sorry, dad. It's not for me. I don't fucking want to do this. Yeah, they didn't. Like, my mom didn't actually care. She was pretty cool. But my dad was, like, not happy about it. Cause he's a professor, right? So, like, that's like, no, no, no. You go to school. You do this. You do that. You get a good job. So, like, me being a trainer, to him, is not a really good job. And, like... And having people say these certain comments to me, like, I know it can, it can bring some people down. And, you know, it did bring me down for quite a while. And now I'm like, you know what? Fuck you all. I'm going to prove you wrong. Like, I'm going to show you that I'm going to be successful with what I plan on doing because I chose that 
my life is going to not head in a different direction. Like, I'm going to take a control of this fucking tractor in my brain. Yeah. And I'm going to be in control of the seeds that I'm planting and where I plan on going in the future. And you're going to have a flourishing garden and a beautiful farm. <laughs> right? With All the, the crops growing. There's not going to be any weeds because I'm not planting any weeds in this, in my mind anymore. I'm trying, like... Of course, I'm not saying it's easy, of course, because, like, I tell this to people all the time, like, they're like, oh, maybe it's easy for you, and I'm like, it is not. I maybe make it look easy because I'm posting maybe the easy things on my Instagram, but, like, damn, dude, like, I didn't want to get out of bed today. The weather sucks. It happens to me, like, quite often, but I'm like, maybe I should be showing those things more to people, but you know what? Like, I have done the work in order to get myself to where I am right now, that I'm able to say, you know what, I feel like shit today, I'm going to go listen to a podcast so that I can change the way that my brain is thinking right now, rewrite the story that's going on in my head so that I can get the shit done that I need to do that's going to actually help me, number one, build my business, number two, it's going to help other people, and then three, I can help other people do this for themselves. Yeah, that's the most important thing is, is a couple things came up for me when I was listening to you there, and it's like interrupting the negative crap, Mm -hmm. like just interrupting it. Do something that makes you high vibe, that makes you happy. If listening to a podcast is your jam, then do it, right? You know, petting the cat. Like obviously I have two cats. I love them. You have a cat. (laughs) You know, going out for a walk, journaling, whatever it is. Like you need to interrupt those trains of thoughts where you start going down this dark hole, right? Mm -hmm. And the other thing that I wanted to talk about and mention is like obviously – it's there's times where it's going to be easy to overcome like mental illness or challenges in life and then there's other times where it's not as easy and the thing is one thing there's two things that I really try to drill into my coaching style is forgiveness is so key like to have compassion for yourself that you might be having a shitty hour a shitty day a shitty month a bad year honestly it's okay it's okay and there's things that you will learn from that and you can the only way that you can move on is like to forgive yourself that that happened and that's what your experience was and that's what you thought about yourself, that's what you thought about other people or your circumstances, and then you let it go. And that's depression, is us dwelling on things that have happened to us in the past. Is I, like, I dwelt for so long that I had bad relationships or that I let myself be in an abusive relationship and I made that, I made that mean something about me that like that I was a weak person because I didn't even want to share it with my family and it wasn't until actually I did another personal development course um where I actually called everyone in my family and I was like I have to let you know that this is what happened to me and I was feeling a certain way about it I felt like I was weak and I didn't want to come off weak to you guys and I didn't want you guys to worry because they worry enough about me like my whole family has been with me through the ups and downs of my suicidal like my suicidal episodes my depression my my diagnosis is so like for me it was like I don't want to do anything more to upset them right but like every person I called was like Tani what the fuck like I wish you told me so that I could have supported you like I would have never thought like anything less of you and it's like I planted that in my brain that they were gonna do that yeah that was me I made that story up yeah, and you know what? The one thing that you're sharing right now is that you're, you are, and you did take responsibility for yourself. You took responsibility for your life, and that created a major 
breakthrough for you with your family, obviously, because it sounds like you got to reconnect with them on a new level, right? And I think that sometimes people operate, and it's because they don't have awareness, that they think things happen to them. Mm -hmm. But really, things can happen for you. They happen for you, and there's things to learn, and they might be really hard and tough at times, but there's something, there's always something to learn, right? But really, when you own your life and yourself and what you think and what you do, it gives you so much power. Now, obviously that can be a big thing to do is like really owning your shit and your life and taking full responsibility. It does take time. That's the other thing. And sometimes it'll be easier. Sometimes it'll be harder, but that will give so much freedom to people if they really get the power of it. Right. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like that, I just really wanted to throw that in there because when you just shared that about your family, like obviously that's what you did. You took responsibility. You caused those relationships to be a breakthrough. And you know, for you to, you created that space for you to be self-expressed and share what was going on with you. Right. And the other thing, I know we talked about this earlier in the episode, but for me, I don't struggle with mental illness. Like I've I've been blessed where I haven't had to deal with that, but I've obviously been surrounded by people who have, you know, they deal with depression or they're suicidal and all of that. And I think that one thing that I really want and wish is that if you are struggling with that, is to go out and educate people. Like tell me because then obviously I can help you and I can understand better because obviously if you don't say anything then of course I can't do anything. I understand though on the standpoint of someone not wanting to reach out though because I've had people be like oh you're fine like don't worry you're good just buck up like all of that crap when it's like no what I just really need is for someone to understand what it is that I'm dealing with. I'm not necessarily coming to you to give me the the result that's going to help me to get out of this bout of depression that I'm dealing with Um, but maybe I just need someone who's going to listen because that's the one thing when you are depressed, you just get brought into this sunken place where you think that nobody's going to understand you. No one's going to listen. And that's where your mind will fucking tell you. And it's bullshit. First of all, like that's what I really want to get people present to is the thoughts that are going on in their head. And it took me a lot of, um, personal development, lots of of writing, lots of journaling, lots of meditation to really get to a point where I could actually hear what the voices were saying. Because once we get so used to this pattern going on in our head, we don't even notice that it's there. So for me, it was getting really present to myself, writing, even if it seems stupid, just writing whatever came up in my head on the paper. And once I did that, I saw all of the things that were going on in my head. And a lot of them were like, this is stupid. This is stupid. Why is my fucking cat doing this? But like, and then eventually it came down to like, I'm not worthy. No one's going to love me. Um, Like I had these misconceptions about who I was because I was in this bad relationship. I had these misconceptions because I didn't have the types of close friendships that I always wanted. And I also had to take responsibility with that part in particular because I also distance myself from people because again, there's that, that voice in the head that tells you like, no one's going to accept you and no one's going to get you. And it's also because I had proof. (laughs) I had this proof from past relationships telling people about what I was dealing with and then either just disappearing or using it against me or whatever. But what I really had to get around was that not everybody's going to be like that. And you are going to find people that are like, Kayla, like, honestly, like, and I feel like it's because I went looking for it. I didn't like personally go out there like, hey, 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 can someone come talk to me? It was more so like I sat with myself and thought what I really want is someone to just fucking help me 
figure out what my next step is. Just help me figure out like how I get out of this this thing that I'm dealing with right now because I had done therapy, but it, I knew that I needed something else. Yeah, and that's that's so good. The other thing too, you know, it in that state you're obviously ready to receive, mm-hmm. right? And I think that is something that's really important that people need to have awareness about is that you really need to be ready to receive help or ready to receive guidance or ready to receive, yeah, ready to receive success. Like receiving is, you know, and this is like tying into like manifestation and like universal things because I love this stuff, right? (laughs) And, but if you're not, if you don't believe that you're worthy or you don't, if you don't believe that you deserve help then it will not come to you right Mm -hmm. and that's obviously what what created that unique interaction that we had you know like two or three years ago now where in that moment you were ready to be with somebody and you you were like I need I'm asking the universe like I need someone to listen to me right and then I just obviously didn't had no idea but I just just reached out to you just reached out to me and I remember when we were sitting at the the desk in there and you showed me the landmark forum, I was like, dude, I was literally just saying this week that I really wish that I could afford to go to something like Tony Robbins because I know that that's something that I need right now. That's the push that I need. That's going to help me get past whatever the fuck this is that I was dealing with. And I didn't have a name for it. And it wasn't until that I stood up in front of this huge fucking room of other people that were there to do the same thing that I was there to do that I realized Oh my God, my anxiety has been holding me back from everything. I stopped singing. I stopped, like, I stopped sharing. I stopped being who I was. Like, this self-expressed 17-year-old girl who says she's going to disturb the fucking universe. Like, where did she go? Yeah. Yeah, and it's crazy how things will take us out and we don't really see it, right? And that obviously happened, you know, over the course of, like, 10 years. It kind of went off and on. And then you realize when you did the Landmark Forum that... You just broke, you You realized that you were holding yourself back and it was your mindset and it was your mind, right? And like, you know, you talked about journaling and meditating and doing this personal development. Like, I think I love personal development. I think it's so cool. I love seeing people come out of their shell and I love seeing them get vulnerable and real and I love seeing them help people. Like, it just, it like fills my heart, you know? Yeah. And, but it, it takes it takes you to take an action. Like you have to want to change. You have to want to be responsible for your life. You have to be wanting to receive. There's so much want, desire. The whole thing starts with desire, desire. is basically what I'm pointing at, right? Yeah. So that you have to choose. You have to choose yeah. that you're going to get out of this sunken place. Yeah. You have to choose that this is not forever. And I'm going to say this because I know there might be people who are dealing with, I just can hear like my friends in my head being like, oh, but like that's easy for you. It is not. It's not easy and it takes practice and it takes doing it on the days where you feel like absolute trash and still writing in your journal what you're grateful for or why you feel like shit today. It takes literally getting out of bed and putting fucking clothes on or taking a fucking shower like there's so many days where i'm like oh i can't go back to these these routines that i'm doing until i'm like in a better state of mind but i'm like i have to do those things 
especially when I'm in that sunken place and I feel like shit. I have to move for 10 minutes and maybe do a few stretches, do some yoga. I have to go to the gym and go run. Like those are the times when I really have to push myself. But now because I'm so aware of it, I know that I have to push myself. Like I know that that's something that I need to do for me. Yeah. And one thing too, when you were just sharing about how people say, oh, easy for you. The thing is, yes, that is an ignorant thing to say, of course, but also they might not, they just might not know what you're going through, right? Mm-hmm. And so it th- if you ever have those interactions in your life where somebody's like, oh, it's easy for you, just know that they they probably have no idea. So it's kind of weird for me to say this, but just have some compassion for them and maybe consider starting a dialogue with them like, well, actually, this is what it's like, and I want to educate you on this. That's that's a it's a teachable moment, right? Yeah. But because they don't even know that they don't know what you're going through and they they might even be confronted that they have a friend or a family member that has mental health issues and they don't know how to handle that, so they try to deflect it by saying, "Oh, easy for you" or whatever, cuz they they just don't know. They need to be educated, right? Or even it's that they're dealing with the same thing that you're dealing with and they might be jealous of the fact that you are dealing with the same thing that they're dealing with and you're maybe up here in terms of like your personal development and getting yourself past that and they might be below you on that and it doesn't make them less of a person doesn't make you a better of a person you're you're on the same like we're all on the same fucking field we all have the same advantages maybe some of us have a little bit more of an advantage but it takes you really wanting to get out of that place and and taking the steps. And I'm not saying that like you need to go do all five of these things today. It took me just meditating daily, five minutes, 10 minutes, or just doing a little bit of yoga. Cause I like, for me again, with the BPD, we get addictive to, <laughs> we get addicted to certain things. So for me, it was like, I'm addicted to going to the gym. So I was like running all the time. And then it was, I was addicted to yoga. So I was doing that all the time, but it took me finding a happy balance. And that's what life is about is having this balance and discovering what things I need when. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the biggest thing, and that sounds like you found your groove, and that's pulled you through dark times, and you just continue to learn about yourself, and yeah, I, I just think it's, the journey that you've been on is obviously one hell of a ride, but it, it made you the person that you are today, and like, I think you're fierce, and I love it, and I really love the conversation that we had today, because I, I really think that this conversation will shift people, and I'm excited to like, put it out there. So with that being said, we're going to wrap up this episode for today. So Tani, I just wanted to thank you for coming over and having some tea and hanging out with my cats and recording this because I really think that this obviously ties into mindset, right? Which is totally what my my message is out to the world is shifting your mindset so you can be a badass and live an empowering life, right? And I, obviously like mental health is so important for that and I know that you you have a fierce story to share so I'm like so excited that we recorded this today. So am I honestly thank you for having me I honestly feel honored to be able to share this and then especially with you and I already told you like you you probably got the gist of it now but like you changed my life that two years ago two and a half years ago and I just am so appreciative of you and I'm so proud of you. Thank you and 
that's all it takes is that one conversation with somebody and you can you can shift their life right and this is what we're up to right is wanting to empower women and just getting people to elevate themselves and just own their shit and just live a life that they love like that's what this is about right Mm -hmm. so if we can tell our listeners where they can find you when they want to connect with you. Okay, so you can find me, the Borderline Fit Vixen, at Tawny Star Fitness on Instagram. You can find me as Tawny Amankara on Facebook. Um, those are pretty much my two social media outlets. Perfect, and I'll have that in the show notes as well. So thank you to the listeners who listened to this today. I really appreciate it. If you can please leave a review and subscribe and share this, that would be amazing because obviously I'm just putting this out there to make a difference for people. So thanks again, and I will see you in the next episode.